Welcome to the cockpit. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am oh so excited to talk to you tonight, but not in the capacity I thought I was going to be. We were thinking we were going to be six and two after this Patriot game. Turns out we got a big old kick in the chin uh, and a little bit of frustration coming out from the fan base for one Zach Wilson. I should probably take that little bottom ticker off it's not applicable i did not update my topics <laughs> for today uh boys and girls we are going to do this the same way we do it every week we're going to start call-ins at 8 30 i'm going to give you some of my thoughts prior to that you'll get three minutes on the clock and after three minutes that's it you're out of right. here you get ejected from the cockpit i will have my buddy uh mario stopping by a little bit later about an hour or so i see him in the chat hanging out uh, Mario, for those of you that don't know, is a Buffalo Bills fan. He runs the, uh, well, co-runs the, uh, hashtag sports Buffalo Bills channel. So we got the Bills coming up this week. Want to get a little bit of his thoughts, see exactly, uh, where the Jets may wind up standing and how the Bills team has kind of been doing. They seem like juggernauts, but, uh, you never know. Maybe a little bit of, uh, inside knowledge might go a long way. So we'll see. You guys saw the thumbnail. Three hot takes. How should the New York Jets get back on track? There's a lot of different ways. Some people might just say, hey, you know what? We don't actually need to get back on track. We're on track. We just need to continue on the track we're on without had the turnovers and whatnot. But I'll give you some of the crazy things. Maybe not so crazy. But some of the, uh, the things that I've heard shouted around the fan base, people losing their minds, uh, all sorts of fired up, primarily about Zach Wilson. Three interceptions yesterday. Look, I'll be honest, not a great showing. <laughs> not not great. 355 yards sounds really nice, but like 100 of those yards were in garbage time. So do you take as much credit into that? Now, he had 200 yards prior to halftime. I believe it was like just a few minutes left or a few seconds left in the second half or first half when I saw it was like 199 passing yards. So 200 yards in half a game, not the worst. I thought he made some really nice throws. I was at the game, so my processing of the game while I was there, while a little bit uh, buzzed, <laughs> probably not as, as concrete as I, I feel today. So if I give me my thoughts yesterday, I feel slightly different than my thoughts today. Either way, we got to get a better performance out of Zach Wilson. I was probably more critical of him yesterday than I was after watching the highlights and watching like every single throw that he made. Um, but a lot of people are pissed. <laughs> a lot of the fan base is pissed. A lot of people are pissed off at Elijah Moore making comments after the, the game. So what is the right move? What do we do? Do you make a trade? Do something crazy bold? I see some people talking about it in here. Indiana Jets says, hell no to Rodgers. So let's go down that path, right? That was one of my three hot takes 
Uh, not that I was going to do, but that <laughs> someone else has brought up the thought process. And where do we stand on it is would the Jets trade for Aaron Rodgers? Now, if you were to ask me at the end of the season, if we decided Zach is not the guy, how do I want the Jets to handle the quarterback situation? And I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm not super prepared for this question because I would very much like to believe in Zach and think he is the long-term answer and not have to worry about it. But if you're saying, would I rather go the young quarterback route with us having a draft pick somewhere around 16 to 22, I think that's where the Jets will end up falling when all is said and done. So am I trying to draft a quarterback that early? We have a young team that's ready to win now. Do I want to trade for a quarterback? or trade up for a quarterback, or draft a quarterback. Because we're going to be sitting here for two years saying, oh, well, you know, we got to groom him. We're not sure where he's at. He's just got to develop. He's a rookie. Like, that's where some people were going with this. I don't, personally, I don't want to draft a quarterback. I know this is supposed to be a good quarterback class. Every year is supposed to be a great quarterback class. The years that aren't supposed to be great quarterback classes give you Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. So... You could also make the argument, I guess, that the Ravens and the Chiefs both traded up from around where we are, Pro Bowl caliber teams, to go up and get their guy. The supporting cast is in place. I guess you could make that argument. But Aaron Rodgers is an interesting one. And this feels like selling your soul to the devil, and it may not work. <laughs> like, as much as you may like Aaron Rodgers, the career of Aaron Rodgers, the Hall of Fameness that he will eventually you know, acquire and, and you know, the, the MVPs that he's gotten and everything, he would easily be the best quarterback we've ever had. I think our roster across the board is drastically better than the Packers. I do think Aaron Rodgers could win with this team. I think this team could win with a whole host of different quarterbacks. But what would you have to give up to get him? Realistically, you're talking Zach Wilson and some draft picks to, to facilitate this trade. Does Mike LaFleur and Matt LaFleur, are they buddies enough with, with Robert Sala and the three of them are all like, okay, yeah, no, let's let's trade quarterbacks. Our guy could use a change of scenery, getting a little beat up. Now you have Zach Wilson versus Jordan Love, their little competition going on. And then you got uh, Aaron Rodgers leading the way here in uh, green and white. That's scary. <laughs> That's, yeah, are you going to get five years out of Aaron Rodgers? Is he going to play till he's you know in his 40s? Or like if you had asked me two weeks ago, I think Aaron Rodgers tapped out. I think he's done. I'm not so sure that's the right move. That could be a hot take. Go for Aaron Rodgers. Hot take number two. Options. After, well, you know, let's combine two of these together. Hot take number uh, one and a half. Trade for a different quarterback. Lamar Jackson to me is the one that's exciting because this is a very good running team, a very strong defense. If the Ravens don't want to pay Lamar, would you give up, say, three first-round picks and a $250 million contract to get him? Do you trust the arm or do you trust his play style enough to not worry about maybe some deeper accuracy or maybe some quarterback nuances that they say he's going to have to have. I don't know. He's crazy talented, but crazy talented plus $250 million. That's a, that's a, 
It's a lot. It's a lot of money. A lot of money, a lot of draft picks. Alternatively, after the season, you could roll the dice on some other quarterbacks. One that I think has a non-zero percent chance of happening, and Jet fans, I'm going to be rolling over in my grave talking about this. And I'm sure some of you guys know where I'm going with it, is what happens in the event Brady decides he does not want to retire, wants to go one more year, decides the Jets are the best franchise, the best uh, structure around the quarterback to get that ring. (laughs) What happens to the fan? Do we start pulling our hair out? Because what if he says, hey, I'm here for one year. You let Zach Wilson, the guy that idolized me as he was growing up, sit on the bench. You get another year from him. Relax. Let him watch the GOAT. If I start performing bad, then you put the young kid back in. But you go for it all in one shot. You don't have to trade for him. He's a total free agent. You know how he plays when he's pissed off. He has to go against Belichick twice. Hmm. I don't want him. (laughs) There's some players I don't want in green and white. Tom Brady's one of those players. I'm sorry. I do not want Tom Brady. There's no situation where I'm looking at Tom Brady at 45 years old, and I'm like, oh, that is our shot. (laughs) Like, I want to win with a young guy. Crazy. Getting the chat fired up. (laughs) Partway into his stream. Sorry, guys. Uh, Hot take number two. Should the Jets make a trade for someone else? Do they go for a wide receiver? Get rid of Elijah Moore? They go after Bradley Chubb, like the rumors suggested earlier. I haven't heard anything of the sort that the Jets were going to do that. Samini came out and said that wasn't true. Which if you're like, if you got half a brain, you're sitting here looking at it like, that doesn't make any sense. We're going to trade a first round pick to bolster the best position on our team when we have like critical other areas of need. Not to mention, if you don't have a quarterback, you probably should not be trading your first overall draft pick. You have to believe what you have in your guy. I still believe in Zach Wilson. Maybe that's fool's gold. (laughs) I know there's like not a lot of quarterbacks through this point in their career start looking good, but I don't think he's been overly bad. Reckless with the ball, yes. You can tell the reason the Jets coaching staff has had him kind of in handcuffs is because we'd see what we saw yesterday. A little bit of recklessness with the ball. So, do you figure out a way to keep it where he's not going all over the place with the ball? Obviously, no Brees Hall, no AVT. It kind of kills your running game. That was the original game plan. You let him throw the rock when he needs to. But, you don't have that anymore. So, he's going to have to do a lot of growing up. I, for one, if you believe Zach is the guy... You go out and you trade for Tunsil. If he is an option, which uh, Tannenbaum seems to think he is, you make the trade for Tunsil, or you go out and you try to get Jack Conklin. Bengals are playing tonight against the Browns. They lose. Maybe they decide they want to move him. I like the lineman, personally. 
Tonsil for me is the one that I would like to go after because of his youth. He's 28 years old. Figure you're going to have him another eight to 10 years with the way tackles have been playing. He's a pretty healthy dude from what I've seen. Hold on to him. Now, Dwayne Brown, if he decides to come back next year, he's your backup. Strong offensive line. You're talking strong, strong backup. On the right-hand side, you've got Max Mitchell coming back for year two. And then you have last year of Mekhi Becton. Let those two duke it out. Whoever wins the uh, the tackle spot, I'm good with it. Four quality tackles heading into next year. With a half a season to see how Tunsil plays out. I mean, obviously, if you're trading a first-round pick for him, you're going to give him some, uh, some cheddar up front. You're going to give him the contract. I would do that. That's my play. Give him the big contract. Lock him in for 10 years. At the very least, your offensive line is locked and loaded for next year. And you give Zach Wilson the best chance this season. Now, this season's a little weird because now you decide, okay, hey, Tunsil, you're going over to the right-hand side while Dwayne Brown finishes out this year because you don't have any tackles. That makes things weird. I don't love that. I don't know. Then hot take number three. Pull the plug. <laughs> Start Mike White. Is he better? I don't know. You tendered him. You had him come back. I don't want to see Flacco in there. But do you let do you get let White go out? Do you let Strebler go out? Nah. Robert Sal is here. He said Zach Wilson is his quarterback through the end of the season, which he should be. There's no situation where you trade for a quarterback or you pull him midseason. Just let Zach work out all the bugs. I, as much as... So we have to come to a decision as a fan base. Would we prefer to win games and have Zach throwing 120, like sub 150 every game? Or for this season, do you just let Zach throw the rock everywhere? Fucking 40 throws a game. Let it happen. Rip the Band-Aid off. Let this kid go. Make all the mistakes he can. Just get it out of the system. Just fire away. Just throw after throw after throw. End of the season, you're going to know what you have in him. I want to see this kid get as many reps as possible. Now, you got to keep him in the pocket. I want to see him, like, you know, hey, maybe it's read one, read two, run. Like, that could just be what you run with him. Maybe, maybe he's not talented enough to go through three, four progressions. I don't know. A lot of ways to uh, figure this out, but not necessarily a lot of uh, a lot of fun ones. Stifler's mom says the talent is there, but Zach needs to settle down. His arm talent is there. His escapability is there. His like leadership is there. Like the guys like him from what it seems like. Gets into the the huddle. Hey, sack up. We're down some guys, but we gotta we gotta you know get this figured out. I believe he's the guy. Joe Burrow had four interceptions beginning of the season. Gonna throw his ass out? No. Give him time. Games happen. Bill Belichick gets the best of a lot of young quarterbacks. Just sucks that it happened now because the Jets played good enough to win. Jets were the better team yesterday. Zach Wilson was the worst quarterback. Not to mention John Franklin Myers. Ugh. 
as much as I'm frustrated with Zach, I don't want to say I'm equally as frustrated with John Franklin Myers because that's not true. I'm way more frustrated with Zach because I need him to be good. <laughs> John Franklin Myers, we can cut his ass at the end of the year. Ugh. I don't know. Daniel, if there is hope, back Wilson, get good backup. Yeah, if I'm going into next year, I would be looking at Zach Wilson plus like a Jimmy G or Zach Wilson plus someone that has run this offense well enough that provides competition and insight. Like, I don't think Flacco's that guy. I see some people mentioning Gardner Minshew. Maybe. I I like his uh, moxie, I guess. But I don't think I like... I don't know. I guess I don't want to necessarily have someone that could split the locker room. That's usually my biggest issue with quarterback competitions. And Zach being the number two overall pick should kind of be the guy. Um, but I'd like an established one. So someone like a Jimmy G, maybe someone. Now, I think Tan was Tannehill in Tennessee when LaFleur was there. Did he run a similar version of this offense? Tannehill would be an interesting option. Because I don't think anyone's in love with Tannehill. And he can kind of like make things sort of happen. And he's good enough where if Zach beats him, Zach should be our starting quarterback. But I don't think Tannehill, I don't think we want to have Tannehill win that competition. See Stifler's mom say Derek Carr. My buddy's a Raiders fan. He was something he was talking about. You got to imagine Devonta Adams would be pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> leaving Green Bay to go to Vegas to play with his best buddy in Derek Carr. And then Derek Carr gets traded. I told my buddy, I was like, if the Jets had quarterback quality on par with Derek Carr, the Jets could make a Super Bowl run. I really believe it. I think Derek Carr is a top 15 quarterback in this league. And he could go as high as close to top five. Like, like he can really sling the rock. He's a good quarterback. I think McDaniel, or McDaniel's, probably not uh, the best head coach. This is try two and a half. Almost went to uh, Indianapolis. So, what do we do? What is the answer, <laughs> Jet fans? Are we going after a quarterback? Do you believe in Zach? Is there someone in-house that you like? Are there other players at the trade deadline that you'd like to see us go after or us move? Do you want to see Elijah Moore get moved? If you watched my video from earlier, you'll know I'm not a big fan. I do not want to trade high picks. I do not want to be doom and gloom. But I would like to see us get Tunsil. I would like to see that. You guys are all over the place. Joe says he'd love to grab Tunsil. Euphoria says trade more for Conklin. I don't want to trade more. But I would trade more for an offensive lineman. If you told me I could move more and JFM and a second for Tunsil. I'm doing it all day. All day. 
Texans are going to lose uh, Cooks at the end of the year, most likely. Make the move. Offensive line. I'm like, I'm banging the tonsil drum. <laughs> I'm just, just hitting the drum. People are going to be saying whatever they want to say. Offensive line is the only trade I make. I like Conklin. Conklin would be cheaper, and I think there's more likelihood that he gets moved, and we were in on him initially. Still a very productive tackle. Going to have to pay him, which is fine. Get him for less. Now you have him on the right-hand side, which does certainly help us our Dwayne Brown situation, but now maybe next year you have Conklin on the right-hand side, and then you have Brown versus Becton. Maybe that's better. I think you got to start grooming someone other than that. And then what happens with Max Mitchell? You're pretty happy with Max Mitchell. You just kind of throw him out with the bathwater? I don't know. Too many crazy thought processes that could happen. Let's see. Throw the headphones in. I think I'm connected. Uh, and we're going to go to the phones because I want to hear your thoughts. I, I want to hear if this makes... Whoops. I'm talking to myself over here. Sorry about that. Um, I want to hear what you guys have to say and your trade theories. What can the Jets do to get better? What should the Jets do to get better? Should the Jets trade Elijah Moore? Should they do something different? Here we go, boys and girls. Call it number is on the screen. Three minutes on the clock. Oh, man. Who we got? From? Mutt Viles. Hey, Mutt Viles. What's up, dude? Yeah, what's good, Ryan? Dude, Hope you guys doing well, man. Dude, yesterday sucked. <laughs> I was all excited for this game, and it just like it was like right there. We had it. That game was just a punch in the gut because that was to be honest. That one hurt more than last year's blowout at home. I'm not gonna front. But look, yeah. my only thing though with Zach, mm -hmm. my thing with Zach, it, all it is is just you like we see the talent and everything. Mm -hmm. He's trying to play hero ball way too much. Like, calm down. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm like, let the kid ride it out. Now, if you want to trade for an offensive lineman, do it. I say get Tonsil or something. I'll get Ramjack from the Saints, but I don't expect that to mm -hmm. happen, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Because that would fix the Dwayne Brown problem, though. But yeah. personally, just stick with Zach. If I'm going for a quarterback, unless we're getting somehow Burrow, Herbert, Lamar, Rogers tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I'm, for training for a quarterback, I really don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that until like the offseason, if anything. When Zach doesn't do well. Yeah, dude, I, I want to see like, the rest of the season play out. Like, I want Zach to be the guy. I really do. And I'd be lying if I said I wasn't, like, kind of concerned based on what we've seen so far. But I'm also pretty optimistic based on what we've seen so far. Like, there's some pretty decent throws that are coming around. But he's, like, missing a lot. Belichick is known for taking out young QBs. He's mm -hmm. done it to all of them. Mm -hmm. But does anyone remember though when Josh Allen though when he first played how trash he was? Second yeah, year, but I okay. so the I saw someone year, actually like, someone posted Josh Allen's twentieth game or eighteenth game or whatever Zach Wilson's most recent game was 
plus Zach Wilson's, you know, eighth, 18th game. It was like the same thing. And I was like, ah, it's a weird way to look at it. But they're like, oh, yeah, Josh Allen had like three or four interceptions and it was like a really horrible game. And I was like, yeah, but Josh Allen showed a whole lot more than Zach Wilson has shown so far. Right now, Zach right, is like last in every right. major statistical category. Right. That's because Josh Allen's a little more athletic, though, because he's taller, he's got a cannon, and sure. now we know we can run like a running back. Yeah. So is I would have liked to have seen Zach run around a little bit more. I was surprised after seeing the success that the Bears had, why that was not factored into our game plan, or if they just took away our run so much that we couldn't do anything. I don't know. That's crazy to me, though. My only thing is, why was Matt Judon not covered at all? That's what I understand. All oh, dude, there was a few plays. He got, what, one or two sacks? And it was... That's what it is. I'm like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Why is it not covered? Oh, yeah. There, you why watch the right covered? tackle just go over and block like the D-tackle on one of the plays, on one of the sacks. And I was like, Who was that guy? Who that's that clearly guy? someone, like, he's got no clue what he's doing. This is what a backup is. Brutal. Who the is offensive right? line hurts. Love Viles, I love you. But you've been ejected from the cockpit. Candle Jack. Let's see. We got a caller on the line. I'm going to have caller hold a second. From Jake. Jake, hanging in there one second. I'm just going to read a super chat and then I'll hop right over to you. Uh, Candle Jack says. Seems like there's no back plan when Zach is in trouble, and Zach is in trouble a lot. Current roster is not a Super Bowl contender, not like the Bills or Chiefs. Um, I don't know if we're... I think this team could be a Super Bowl contender with the right quarterback. I think this defense is certainly top tier. Like We're a top 10 defense, no questions asked. Uh, Our weapons, even without Brees Hall and without Corey Davis, I think are effective enough to, to go deep in a playoff run. Um, the offensive line is is concerning. I don't know if a quarterback that maybe isn't as mobile as Zach or is is as escapable as Zach, if that you want to use that word, um, are they able to survive behind this offensive line? Can they process the playbook fast enough and the plays fast enough that it kind of neutralizes that that pass rush that could be coming at him? I think Zach is probably missing some open reads. We've seen some guys running around uh, open, so I think that's probably where I. I lean on but i think this team is certainly talented enough if we had you know top 15 quarterback play to be able to get uh at least deep in a playoff run if we wanted to uh all right what's up brother welcome to the cockpit hey good evening man uh don't have a lot of good things to say right now but luckily this is the forum (laughs) to talk about it so yeah no Uh, hey it's all right it's time to vent It's, um, look, I, I, I think it's been evident all year that Zach Wilson was not the guy. Mm-hmm. I, I've been very keen about saying this from the start. Even the games that he played and we won, and, uh, dude, let's just face it. I, we, we've beaten up on some pretty mediocre backup quarterbacks. I mean, you have to say that Brees Hall kind of bailed out Zach for many, many weeks mm-hmm. because nobody wanted to talk about the many, many outrageous throws he made. Even mm-hmm. the Green Bay game. I, I mean, he threw it to double coverage, triple mm-hmm. coverage, throwing off his back foot. I, I, I just, you know what? You have to look at a quarterback's progression on how they're reading defenses. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody can have an arm. I mean, come on, guys. Jamarcus Russell had an arm. We all talked about his arm. Everyone raved about that, and he was the worst quarterback in reading anything. And Zach is just, he's just not paying attention. 
or mm-hmm. he just can't process it. It's, the game is too fast for him. And, you know, the game has to start slowing down. I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. And, and this is a league right now where we just don't have time mm-hmm. to wait. This is not a wait. Listen, you know, Daniel Jones may be doing well with the, with the Giants right now. I mean, it, it won't slip up for him like yesterday. He's there ready to find another quarterback. So that doesn't have a lot of time, really, in my opinion. I think next week's not going to get better. Now, do you think it seems like they're going to give Zach the rest of the year? Do you have a plan on what you'd like to see the Jets do if Zach winds up, you know, really not being the guy? Like, what's our worst case scenario coming out of the season? The worst case scenario is they're going to have to start looking at the veteran route and probably draft a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's very pop. But, dude, I'm telling you, they should have let Mike White play. You know, Joe Beningo made up a very solid mm-hmm. point, and I think he's right. I think last year, J.D. and Solid needed Mike White to do bad against Buffalo and because after that, they pulled him and never put him back in. He was mm-hmm. actually reading the book better in two games or the game and a half he gave the Colts. Even mm-hmm. Josh Johnson played well. So at some point, you have to say, isn't that an indictment on Zach Wilson at some point? Or yeah, look, this is it's not just Mike young, White. It's it's young. Josh Johnson. It's Joe Flacco. It's the like picket from the Senior Bowl. Like Both quarterbacks that played for... Mike LaFleur in the Senior Bowl played well. So this offense, I'm sure, wasn't, you know, it wasn't as what it is like in the Senior Bowl. But guys are performing well under these coaches. So, like, for me, it is clearly a Zach problem, not a coaching problem. Correct. And I just don't see how that's going to get fit. And now, I've said all year the offensive line is a problem. And now losing ABT, I think, is going to decimate this offense, sadly. Mm-hmm. But I think right now, you, you, I think you're in denial Oh, and one more thing. Uh, Elijah Moore should never be on this team ever again. I love it, brother. (laughs) You've been ejected from the cockpit. Yeah, for me, I just, I don't want to see Elijah Moore get traded because then he gets what he wants and then it encourages other players to possibly do that. Uh, And then I just don't want to, don't want to concede. Lima Bean. Lima Bean, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Ah, well, so much for the victory Mondays, huh? Ah, dude, it had to end at some point. I just wish it ended like next week, not this week. I just, I just, I think it makes it worse as the Patriots after everything that we've gone through with them throughout the 20 plus years. So mm-hmm. everything's just a little bit harsher and hotter right now. But um, I mean, I like to be in the more nuanced category with Zach. Like I still believe in him, but at the same time, like, yeah, he has to be a lot better. Like when he has a clean pocket, he does well, but when he gets pressure, he freaks out. So mm-hmm. I think like, obviously it's a combination of Zach trying to do well, and he needs to do better and just like mm-hmm. figure it out. But at the same time, I, I think the coach is like, where was the screen game? Where was the running game? Only 15 running plays? Like that didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like when the running game was the Patriots' weaknesses. And like, yeah, he's missing open receivers, but usually it's when there's pressure. Like I think I got so sick and tired of seeing Jude on in his face all day. Mm-hmm. Like, but when he did have like, but then you get like, I, I see like the throws that he did make, like to Garrett Wilson, to Conklin, to both touchdown passes, mm-hmm. to like even Dent. Like you could see the potential and then not. And then, you know, like, there's the Josh Allen game in his 20th game. And then there's also the Herbert game that Bill Bell. Like, it's just, it's a weird combination. I, I think the way to fix this is the coaching, like during practices, simulate tons of pressure in his face and get him to step up in the pocket. If mm-hmm. he could like use the mobility moving forward instead of backwards mm-hmm. and then just not fear the rush, I think he'll do well. And that's, that's something that they, I remember Josh Allen doing mm-hmm. that in the playoff game against the Texans. He went backwards like 30 yards and like, and he also did in the championship game in mm-hmm. his third year. So there's that. And fix the offensive lines. I'm like, yeah, get Conklin or something like that. Just mm-hmm. like, we can't go on with Oboise, like out there, like doing that stuff. So yeah, 
Zach, um, I still believe in him, but yeah, obviously this is not it's an indictment with us, this performance. That being said, I mean, I had a feeling like he was going to either take off after the bye and that Bill Belichick would do something like this. But like, he clearly, losing mm. recent AVT just set us back so hard. Yeah. And, like, I think it was a combination of both Zach being bad yesterday and mm. Michael Ford just calling a weird game. And then the specialties, bro. Like, what was Braden Man doing on the kickoff and the punts? And, like, we had we give him field position for days. Yeah. And Between then, the missed field had- goal that gave them good field position, it was yeah. the the squib kick that was bad. The, yeah, there was a bad punt or two. Like, it was. Like, you know? Elijah, or not Elijah Moore, Braxton Barry was running a kickoff out of the end zone to only get to, like, yeah, the 15 yard line. Like, those are bad decisions. Yeah. I think they were over amped. It's just something to get over. I, I mean, personally, mm-hmm. like I said, I still think we have to see the course and just hopefully Zach gets better. Like, you, I mm-hmm. hope he takes this to heart and realize, because he was pissed. This is the first time I saw him this pissed. Good. Like, I hope, like, and I hope that he takes that to heart and like learns to step up in the pocket. If he can master that, mm-hmm. I really think he has the arm because it's not a studying thing with him. Like, you know, you got to remember, mm-hmm. Mike White has been—it's his sixth year, so like he has more experience by far. Ruthless with the chicken. I love it. I see where you're going with it. Who we got? From. Welcome to the cockpit. Sorry, <laughs> you've been ejected. That's it. You're out of here. All right, who we got? Call from. John Morgan. To accept. No way, John. What's up, dude? What's up, buddy? Yeah, using like a voice translator. What the heck are you doing over there? What do you mean? You sound like you're a robot. Oh really? <laughs> Dude, I love you, but I'm ejecting you from the cockpit. Oh, yeah, robots calling in. Play some COD with you later. See what's going on. Who we got? Who's in the chat? Sounds like Green Bean from the other night. Yeah, right? Definitely did. Welcome to the cockpit. Hello, what's good, man? Hey, not too much. Hanging in there. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Queens, New York. Love it. How'd you feel about yesterday's game? Man, I feel good, honestly. But to be honest, uh, I have some specific issues. So mainly, here's what I want to say first. Mm -hmm. Zach Wilson needs a different playbook, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to Zach Wilson, as you can see, he keeps scrambling out. The amount of time, he actually has a lot of time to throw out the ball. Mm-hmm. I feel like the wide receivers on this team aren't running proper goal routes. Mm-hmm. We have the speed, we have vertical ability, but yet we can't get that done. Right? So I think, I, for me, I think the issue is the the speed at which the ball comes out of Zach Wilson's hand. Like, it seems like he does better when he's pressured. Like, there's a little bit more of an up-tempo two-minute drill i'd like to see a little more quick passing running up to the line of scrimmage don't let defenses get set let him kind of play with instinct Absolutely. as opposed to like having him think too much because i think you're you are right about the playbook i think it's probably you know maybe a little bit much for him where he's trying to like think every step all the way through and he's not reacting he's just you know there's no instinct to what he's doing right now or maybe it's all instinct and you want the playbook to be instinct yeah but Obrick, he keeps running also, if you see, 
the mm-hmm. CJ Mosey fake kind of like linebacker blitz. He's trying to act like the blitzing. I genuinely think once in a while, Obrick also has to blitz all out. And mm-hmm. with CJ Mosey, I don't know if you see how the way CJ Mosey blitz. Mm-hmm. I play as an inside linebacker, but the way CJ Mosey tries to fake it in, he could actually get it off. But some of the O-linemen, from what I know in my personal experience, mm-hmm. they would get fooled. He could run a stunt, but he doesn't decide. And I know it's you know it's trying to be safe, contain the mm-hmm. pocket and whatnot, but... Something I like, like the stunts a lot. I thought it worked really well against Green Bay. I think that's how they got to Aaron Rodgers so much. They confused him. They saw like different looks. It confuses the offensive line, and it's it's where we have had trouble defending it in the past. And I think you just sort of mimic what that is. Now, for me on the defensive side, it's John Franklin Myers doing stupid penalties. This is like this dude's got at least two this year. It was the Bengal game, and it was this one that kind of like like really really egregious penalties. Mm-hmm. Well, would you package John Franklin Myers and Bryce Hall for something? Yeah, I would. I would move. I would definitely move both of them. I would, you know, put Elijah Moore in that same category if I could get the right player. I'd be gunning for a a tackle or not, well, an offensive tackle more than anything. I think I'm okay with with where the rest of our team is, and I I like John Franklin Myers. I just I don't know if he's here beyond this year. Absolutely, absolutely. What about a versatile O-lineman in the, mm-hmm. the draft? If I'm going with someone in the first round, I think there's a strong possibility I'm looking at center, and the kid from Notre Dame, Jarrett Patterson, exactly. is someone that a lot of people are pretty high on. Um, I don't know if it's going to take a first-round pick to get him. We saw Linderbaum fall to the second last year or close to the second. Um, so I don't know. Jets are going to need O-line help, and versatility oh, is bummer. never a bad thing. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Who we got? All from Omar. Omar, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, Ryan. So I was trying to get you before, and I don't know something. We lost connection. I don't know. No, nah, it's all good. How's it hanging, and how are you feeling after yesterday's defeat to the New England Patriots? Well, um, you know, obviously the overreaction is, geez, this is a game we should have had. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at the big picture, and I just think that um, – Overall, we built up this nice five and two cushion, and mm-hmm. um, you know the the season is still in front of us, and this is a process. You know, a lot of people are saying we're a year ahead of the process. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. Let's just keep on going. So I'm I'm not here to to give up on Zach or or trash Zach. I really don't appreciate any fans who are saying that we have to get rid of him. Because mm-hmm. if you apply that mentality across that board, like keep applying that mentality, we won't have any veterans in the league. We'll just keep getting rid of quarterbacks after ten games. I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach's going into what is his 18th, 19th game, and you know, mm-hmm. of his career. Let's we're we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot about him over the next nine games. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, if you look at all the quarterbacks from last year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Lawrence Fields, the the kid from San Francisco that's not playing anymore right now because he's hurt. Mm-hmm. Who's really who stands out to you, Ryan? I mean, right now it's you're probably looking at Mac Jones as having the best season last year, but I think you've seen his ceiling. Justin Fields, there's right. you know hope for, but I think you'd say Zach, for the most part, you'd prefer him over Fields. Uh, Lance can't stay healthy, and it's if and that, now you're talking year, like it's it's Trevor Lawrence. Like who's who's number two? Like if you redraft and yeah. Lawrence goes one, who are you taking at two? The option might be yeah, like, hey, I'm exactly. trading out, but like I don't know if that's a great move because who would you have? So the point I'm getting at is that. Because there's no quarterback that's really just 
shining right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's any team that has a sense of urgency to go, oh, man, we got it wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe San Francisco is probably thinking because of how much they gave up to get uh, Trey Lance. Yeah. Other than that, you have to be thinking, hey, you know what? I think Zach's getting year three. I, I mm-hmm. every Jets fan that calls in can knock me for it. That's fine. I think he's. I. I. I'm. I'm happy with Zach. I believe in him. And uh, as far as the trades go, because I know I'm running up against the clock, um, I don't want to trade anybody. I trust mm-hmm. in, in Joe uh, Joe Douglas. This is the team we have. Let's roll with it. Let's mm-hmm. make the best of it. We're not winning the Super Bowl. Again, it's been a fun season so far. Let's just keep supporting the team and being positive. You know, I hope Elijah Moore can 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 turn things around. I mean, I, I want to see us mm-hmm. uh, get better with what we have. We're still developing young talent. Let, let's be real. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's. I, I want to get into the. I, I want to get into the playoffs. Time. I'm not gonna lie. That's like that is a spot that I would. Re- I want Zach to get us there. That's the thing. Like, if yeah. we don't get there, we end up at like eight and nine nine and nine and eight or whatever the the record would have to be now i just want zach to get us to that point like we we, we've done everything we can do through the defense through the running game to get to this point i want zach to take us the rest of the way brother thank you so much for the call you've been ejected from the cockpit who we got from Carson. Hey Carson, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. What's going on, Ryan? How we doing? I'm hanging in there. How are you feeling about Zach after yesterday's game? Um, <clears throat> after yesterday's game, I I don't think we should like really be too, you know, uh, terribly. What's the word I'm looking for? I, Rash? Is it, maybe? It's not, it, no, it's not surprising against Bill Belichick. Listen, mm-hmm. Bill Belichick has a very good history of doing things on defense that give young quarterbacks uh, problems. He did it to Tua. Um, he did it to Mahomes in his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen struggled against Bill Belichick. So it's not a shock that we saw Zach struggle against Bill Belichick because he has a history of doing this to young quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more glaring thing um that i'd like to talk about uh you know with the jets uh moving forward um i think the defense has been astounding for us honestly a really good job on the defensive end Mm -hmm. the only thing that really grinds my gears with the jets is it just seems to me that in crucial situations we're always taking 15 yard penalties we did it against pittsburgh we Mm -hmm. gave them a free three points in pittsburgh Mm -hmm. We did it last week that took away the pick six. We also did it against the Bengals on a third and eight that would have got us out of it, and they went to go score a touchdown with Jamar Chase. I forgot who committed the penalty. Might have been Quincy Williams, actually. So it's just It was John coaching. Franklin Myers. Was it JFM? It was yeah. JFM. So that was the other penalty yeah. that was just driving yeah. me up a wall. Yeah. So 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 there's certain situations where this team commits penalties that are just so bonehead and really bad parts of the game especially uh, you know a a game like last week where points were hard to come by for the Jets Mm -hmm. offense and um that took seven off the board and if you realistically we lost 17 22 you know add the extra touchdown we win by two points and you take away three points from them that they got at the end of the half and we missed the field goal so it changes it changes you know a large output outlook of this game but i'm not too worried about zach i i I think he tried to force a lot of the action the offensive line is problem um Mm -hmm. he's running for his life uh, every week it seems 
um, pirouetting against defenders. It, it's just really bad. Um, mm-hmm. I, however, I do th- – let me – I just want to bring up this kind of trade uh, deadline um, situation the Jets are in. Because sure. I know there's a lot of rumors talking about how we could be in on um, on Tunsil. I think we've mm-hmm. kicked the tires on Bradley Chubb a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's here's my process of thinking. Joe Douglas's whole thing was to get guys that love football, mm-hmm. right? And Elijah Moore is proving to me that he cares more about himself than the team. And he's made 100%. that very evident by saying it again, making a burn account and all that stuff. But the, the two things is, is with Laramie Tunsil, right? He's 28 years old. He's a left tackle, a position of need for the Jets. If you swap Elijah Moore for Tunsil, which Houston needs a target, right? Mm-hmm. Especially a number one, which I think Elijah Moore could be. I think you could possibly see a more for Tunsil switch and then, and then send like a second their way. Or for Chubb, you send the first or you, you package Elijah Moore mm-hmm. in that type of deal to get that guy out of there. Because I think he's really dampening the locker room and rubbing guys the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bradley Chubb with, with Carl Loss on the other side. That could be an impact move for four to five years from now. Um, but anyways, go Jets. I'm going to help you. I'm going to let you get to another caller. God bless you, Ryan. Love it, brother. Thank you so much for the call. That's it. You're You've been ejected here. from the cockpit. That was an interesting thought process. I want to get to it real quick, and then I'll go over to J-Boy's Super Chat. I would say the trade... Now, the trade for Bradley Chubb, from what I've heard, is you know not a thing from you know Samini saying that's not, that's not on the table, which I think, for all the reasons I laid out in my video, that's why they're not on the table. Like, <laughs> Carl Lawson... If you're signing Bradley Chubb, you're probably not keeping Carl Lawson at $15 million savings uh, this offseason. He's going into the final year of his contract. So if you're bringing in and you're trading a first for Bradley Chubb, no shot you're keeping Lawson. I don't like that move at all. I like Lawson a lot. I think he wants to be here. Like, even him, like, injured. He's sitting at home, and he's like, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Like, has the, the winter beanie on and everything. Like, this guy, to me, feels like a good person to have on this team. And he's doing good. He's got four sacks. Not too shabby. Especially when it's hard to pass rush when you're losing. So <laughs> there's situations where, you know, he hasn't quite had the situation, I guess, to be able to pass rush. The Tunsil one, that's the interesting one for me. If you can find a way to get Tunsil without giving up the number one pick, like if you can give Elijah Moore, John Franklin Myers, and a second, or Denzel Mims, John Franklin Myers, and a second, and you... I don't know. You kind of figure out whatever you're going to do with Elijah Moore. That's what I would like. For me, Tunsil is that jewel that you got to kind of look at and be like, kind of fits nice. Kind of what we need. Uh, J-Boy comes in. J-Boy says, we only talk about Zach like this because it was the Patriots. It's because of how we lost to the Patriots. Those... And when I'm looking at this, I'm looking at the three sacks, and if you or not three sacks, the three interceptions. And when you try to break them down a little bit, the first one, he's running off his back foot. He's trying to make a play happen, pressure in his face. He makes the right read, or one of two. You could have thrown it out to Barrios out in the flat, probably a little bit of a safer play. But you could, you, you, look, Ty Johnson's right at the sticks. He's trying to make the play right in front of him. Let me just get it over the defensive lineman and throw it right to him. Puts a little too much air on it. Linebacker comes away with the ball. Bad throw. Not a bad decision, but a bad throw. The one where he tried to throw it away, the first interception by McCourty. Right on the sideline. Back-breaking interception. 
horrible, horrible interception. Like, that is the one of all of them that you couldn't have. But I think the decision to throw the ball away wasn't that bad. Like, he clearly was not throwing it at a wide receiver. You just got to make sure it goes out of bounds. That's what kills me. The third one, third one was hero ball for me. And it's not to excuse hero ball, but it's kind of, the way I look at that interception is almost similar to the same way I look at like a Hail Mary on the last play of the game and it's an interception. Like I think Thompson for the Dolphins had a Hail Mary and we intercepted it. I think Joyner had that interception if I remember correctly. I don't really count that as an interception. Now, there was still enough time in the game that it, it still did impact it, but by all, you know, by everything all said and done, that second interception was the one that really broke the camel's back. I don't know. I think there's positive things with Zach, but we're definitely overcritical because of the Patriots. J-Boy also says, if it was Denver or the Bills, we are killing the kid. Um... Now I'm confused. We're only talking about Zach like this because it was the Pats. If it was Denver or the Bills, we are killing the kid. Now, are you saying, I, I think I'm a little confused. Jay, are you saying that you think we would be killing the kid if he did this against Denver or the Bills? Um, or because they have good defenses? I, I don't know. Look, I don't want to crucify our young quarterback because of plays I don't, He's got enough head scratchers throughout a game. Like 49 or 48% completion percentage, you, you can't have that. Like they are oh, not killing the kid. We are not killing the kid. See? There you go, J-Boy. Coming in. <laughs> not killing the kid. Yeah, if you're playing against Denver or you're playing against the Bills, stout defenses, great teams, the Patriots are the Patriots. We've lost now 13 games to them. We need to beat the Patriots. This is the... This is the monkey you had to get off your back. And that was the, the way, you know, that we have the team to do it. That's what kills me. So we have to go into this next game. You got to play competitive with Buffalo. Just don't get the doors kicked in. Go into the bye week, prepare, come out and beat the Patriots in their building. You got to split with them. If you want to be taken seriously as a real team, you got to split with the Patriots. The Jets were the better team yesterday. Zach Wilson was the hamstring. From Malik. Hey, Malik, what's up? Welcome to the cockpit. Uh, what's up with my guy? Nah, dude, I'm hanging in there. How'd you feel about yesterday's game? Just a little disappointed, man. You know. Mm -hmm. I guess, like, I don't want to be negative once again towards Zach Wilson, but I kind of seen this. You know what I mean? I've been seeing mm. this for a minute. It's, more than anything, what's kind of disappointing me is his inaccuracy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's what people don't see. His, his inaccuracy. Like, even when he's throwing a ball, like, that's not in, like, you know, like in games, like, that's not, like, you know what I'm saying? He's yeah, yeah. Still being inaccurate. Still kind of being inaccurate. And we're not going to be, be able to keep any good players if he's playing like this. Like, mm -hmm. and he can't, he can't even get the ball to. So what's his name on more? He can't, yeah. he can't even get the ball. He's, he's very inaccurate, man. You know what I mean? And I don't, the thing is, 
we got to evaluate him this year. I want to mm-hmm. evaluate him for the rest of this year, and then I want to put all the pieces together next year because people forget Beckton was Beckton. He came to the he Beckton hasn't been healthy the whole season. Mm-hmm. ABT we we lost him. You know what I'm saying? So I want to give him one. I want to give him a full year with everything put together next year. Mm-hmm. Let him evaluate him this, and then make the next move. Maybe bring him some, bring in some. You know what I mean? Bring in some competition. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's the accuracy, man. That, that's that's what uh, you know. What I'm saying that's 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 really what it is. The inaccuracy. What do you think? Yeah, accuracy is a huge problem. We saw him. He he's gotten better on some of the shorter routes. It feels like every pass, like at least one of the three in a four set of downs, is like a throw in. It's it's him rolling out doing some sort of pirouette and just ripping the ball to the sideline. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. He didn't take a sack. He didn't throw an interception. Like that's not a bad play. Yeah, but if you could at least get two or three yards, like that's a better play than throwing it away. And it feels like he has a hundred mile an hour throw on all his throws, and that causes some of the inaccuracies. He didn't have like, these inaccuracies just, in, in college. Like it, it, people should watch the game because when you can really see, like people, mm-hmm. the, the team is really getting down on Zach Wilson every time he he throws an inaccurate pass. The teammates mm-hmm. are kind of looking at the ground like, damn. Come on, bro. You got it. Yeah, gotta body. I'm a big body language guy. There's there's something yeah. innate about like a receiver or someone on the sideline that watches a throw and they're just like, ah, like, you know, gotta, another gotta one. Like, it, that's an issue. You got to make. You got to. He has to make these 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 passes. These are easy passes, and that's what I'm saying. He has to take the easy stuff. It's not really. He has the talent, but the easy stuff. That's the stuff that's really hurting him. He has to make the easy stuff. Well, that's what, that's what, uh, Salah was kind of alluding to too, right? Like he said, you know, sometimes boring is all right. Boring's fine. You're playing within the offense. It's boring. It's not exciting to have happen, but that's why we were winning with Mike White. That's why he looked good in this offense. I think you just kind of need a, almost a machine behind this offensive line and this running the scheme with these playmakers, you get into their hands and then, you know, let them make the play. I think not being able to get the ball to Elijah Moore, that is a problem. As much as I don't like how Elijah Moore's handled this, it's a big problem. You've been ejected. I love it. Uh, Johnny Bravo in the chat says, how long do we give Zach if he doesn't improve? Uh, I think you got to bring in, if he looks bad, like if he's throwing multiple interception games and like low completion percentage the rest of the way out, then I think you have to bring in competition next year. But I do think you you got to give him three years, but not a full three with like him accept, not being to send a voicemail in a competition. Two. Vinny, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Happy How you feeling, Vinny? Rob, it's like I can never go to that stadium and watch them win. Third time there, third mm-hmm. time I leave with a loss. Dude, I've the last three games I've gone to in the last two years. It was the home opener against the Patriots. We lost. It was the home opener against the Ravens this year. We lost. <laughs> this game, we lost. There's a trend, my friend. I don't know. It's not good. Not looking good for me. Yeah, no, I, I know people want to talk about uh, Wilson playing bad and everything, but I mm. want to talk about something else. Sure. The game. I want to talk about the game plan and how terrible it was on offense. Yeah, let's hear it. So here's the thing. I, want, I, I I crunch the numbers for you. So during the four-game win streak, the Jets averaged 30 rush attempts and 142 yards per game. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? Do you know what that was in all three losses? What? 
In all three losses, the Jets averaged 13 rush attempts for just 70 yards per game. There. That's bad. That's not good. You can't but, win with a running game that bad. But the thing is, what made it so asinine is that you're against the bottom 10 run defense, down two of their best run, down two of their best run defenders, and you only run the ball 15 times. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, we want this. We want the passing game to develop. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's still the Shanahan offense. It's still. Establish the run game, set up play action, and go from there. It just, they didn't bother run the ball. And like I said, this is not a team that's known for defending the run. Even when they try to stack the box, it doesn't work mm. out for them. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. I feel like Zach taking off with the ball would have been a little bit more interesting for me because I do think we were we, we tried to run it on the early downs and distances, and then there was certain times where it's like, okay, now we're in second and really long, or we have caused a penalty or there's like a sack or there's something like squirrely going on. And it never felt like we were in a good spot to run the ball, but you should have ran it with Zach. Like I want to see some RPOs. I'm not going to lie. Like at this point, I'm not super thrilled with Zach. And I think there's a lot more people that think he's not the quarterback of the future than think he is the quarterback of the future. And like, if you're concerned about him possibly getting hurt, you know, maybe we just have to roll, run that risk a little bit. It's like, hey, let's run some RPOs. Let's let this kid get out and, like, use his wheels. Oh, I agree completely. And, then, like, I'm just uh, sitting here. watch. I'm watching this game. I'm waiting, like, waiting for them to pull out that little gadget that will end around the burial. It never happened. I was waiting for that. Yeah, that's like a staple play for them. Maybe they didn't do it because we all of us were expecting it. I don't know, like I said, it just frustrated me. Let's you're out of here! Benny, you're out of here. Booted from the cockpit. Boys and girls, you get three minutes on the clock after three minutes. That's it! You're out of here! You get ejected from the cockpit. This is Ryan serenading you from the uh, from the cockpit. <laughs> Uh, I had so much to drink yesterday, I can't even have a beer tonight. Not feeling good. Well, I feel fine now. From Denzel. Oh, Denzel, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Oh. He ejected himself. You're out of here! See how it is. Call from Michael. Michael, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. How's it going, Ryan? Dude, I'm trying to stay optimistic and not pessimistic, and I have a lot of people telling me i got to be po- pessimistic about our quarterback. How are you feeling after yesterday's game? <laughs> All right. How am I feeling after yesterday's game? Well, after the game, I wanted to smash my head in four walls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is, look, terrible game. Mm-hmm. terribly coached as you said about the running special mm-hmm. teams look like garbage the penalty don't even get me started with franklin myers mm-hmm. but here's the thing why i don't want to commit to us officially sucking with wilson i mm-hmm. feel if this game was played against let's just say new orleans or whatever mm-hmm. i don't think we'd give a crap okay we, of course we don't want to lose but i don't mm-hmm. think we'd be that it's over. I think it's because of all the fire we put on before the game. Mm-hmm. Guys, get to the game early. Fire us up. This is what's up. This is the game. 
This mm-hmm. is the defining moment. I feel that's the reason everyone's like, it's over, because we put our heart into this one. You know what this reminds me of a little bit? Mm-hmm. Um, 2010, we mm-hmm. were both 9 and 2 Patriots. Mm-hmm. Yes, we got crushed 45 to 3. It sucked. Yep. But they looked pissed, the Jets. They did, I mean, you saw Zach Wilson. I've never seen him like that in an interview. Mm-hmm. He looked unhappy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say we're going to beat Buffalo. But there is a part of me that makes me feel like they're going to fight like hell. You're going to see something very different. So I'm actually mm-hmm. not all about get rid of Wilson. He sucks. He mm-hmm. lost Brees Hall. He lost AVT all at the same time. He's mm-hmm. got this more crap going on. It, there's a lot going on that's just changing all at once for him. So I feel give the kid a chance. I mean, I, I don't want to gamble and say he's the guy, but I definitely don't think I've seen enough. I think we're all saying this because – it was a hyped-up Patriots mm. game. And as Jet fans, we don't want to see a loss, especially when we were the overdog. So it would be interesting to see what happens to this team. How does this team respond with Buffalo coming in? Like, this is a juggernaut of a team. They're coming off a, a victory against the Packers. You know, maybe there's maybe this is almost a trap game for the Bills. It's possible. Division games, it's hard to have a trap game for but. Maybe the Jets are pissed off enough that they're like, hey, we're going to come out and we are going to punch Buffalo in the mouth. I'm not going to lie. When I'm looking and I'm seeing like the Patriot game, and they're like, oh, yeah, get into the stadium early. I was like, oh, great. You know what? Backup center. We're, we got this. We're going to get everyone in there. We're going to be packing. We're going to be making a, you know, a ton of noise. And we were. Like You could not have asked for a better situation. The defense played out of their minds six sacks. I want to see what this defense can do against Josh Allen. And then hopefully Zach well, kind of surprises us. The reason I brought up the Patriots from that year is because we kicked their ass in the playoffs, and that's kind of what I'm getting at. It looks like, oh, it's done. We're all screwed. Game over. Yep. The season's over 45-3, and then we won in the divisional playoffs. That's kind of where I'm getting at. Again, of course, I don't know if that's going to happen, but that's just the concept of what I'm hoping for and why I don't want to say it's all lost. I mean, if we beat the Bills. Oh, dude, I'm feeling the same way. <laughs> I'm feeling the same way, brother. You've been ejected. Who we got on the horn? Call from Max from Jersey. Max from Jersey, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Uh, hey, Ryan. How are you feeling uh, after yesterday's game? Dude, my fucking eyes were bleeding. <laughs> it was brutal, right? Like the Jets played well enough to win, and we just ah, uh, we lost. It ah, uh, it sucks. The the JFM penalty, I, I don't even know what to make of it. it. Like, am I like am I? I mean, I'm biased, obviously, mm-hmm. but you know, they didn't even call a late. I thought it was a late hit, right? Originally, but yeah. then they say that it wasn't actually a late hit. It was a hard hit. What the fuck is that? That's ridiculous. It it was the way he like launched himself at Mac Jones. That that if I'm looking at it, it's because he kind of loaded up and like like extended after the ball was clearly out. If he had just run into him and kind of like held him up and been like, okay, oh, I hit you, but like I'm holding you up so you're not falling. Like, I don't think he gets a penalty there, but because he's being an asshole, ah, dude, it just, that penalty. That was, that was the game right there. Killed me. Yep. That that, that, Zach, listen, listen, Zach sucked. I mean, you know, I'm a Zach fan, but Mm -hmm. he's got to, he's got to play way less hero ball. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he sucked, but that that penalty, I mean, it's a 10 point swing going into halftime. Mm-hmm. I'm, I wasn't there, but I'm, you know. Oh, I dude, it sucked the wind right out of the stadium. It, everyone was electric. You're watching Michael Carter run down the field. 
I'm looking at like the pocket and I see the yellow flag and I was like, I didn't see what happened, but like, there's no way that's holding. <laughs> there's no way. And like, sure enough, it's all right, you're coming back. And it's like, no way, no way. You're watching Salah just screaming his mind out. Brutal penalty. Yeah. I don't know. You know, Zach, we're, we're going to see him for the rest of the year, right? I mean, it's not, they're not going to, they're going to keep a consistent roster, but I'll bet, Man. you know, I had my tinfoil hat on before. Mm-hmm. I think Elijah's beef is Zach Wilson. I think it is too. And I think there's, I think he's not the only person that feels the way he's feeling. He's just the only person that's vocalizing it right now. Cause like we sort of heard it from Garrett Wilson, like in training camp, not necessarily meant to be a dig at Zach Wilson, but it was like, oh, you know, Joe Flacco throws a pretty nice ball. Like, he's not throwing yeah. it 100 miles an hour. Like, that's clearly, like, a dig at Zach. Yeah. I I, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens, you know. Mm-hmm. But, oh, man, it's just – it's amazing how we go from worst to first every week, you know. Like, we just can't – like, we mm-hmm. as fans just can't help it. Dude, I and, just – if we had come out of the – like out of the Denver game with Corey Davis, AVT and Brees Hall, like there, I would have such a different level of confidence, but you literally clipped yeah. the wings off like our three best players at those three positions. Yeah. All right, man. Good talking to you, brother. Love you, dude. Thank you so much for calling in. You've been ejected You're from the cockpit. Gotta look at this. I think I'm uh, starting my chicken halfway through. Gotta get that fixed. Uh, J-Boy comes in, says, been popping in and out, so I'll have to catch up on the pod tomorrow. Stay up, Jet fans. We are still the top wildcard team. Go Jets. Look, there's still a lot of a lot of hope for this season. Five and three coming into this point in the season. If you had told me that's where the Jets would be at, regardless of if we beat or lost the page lost to the Patriots, I'd be saying, you know what, we're we're all right. We're doing pretty decent. We got a, a pretty good shot at the playoffs. Playoffs? We shouldn't be talking about the playoffs. Well, guess what? I'm talking about the playoffs. Jets want to be talking about the playoffs. Shavanshu. Dropping in. Let's see. I got to turn on that thing so that way Mario can get in before. Mario's hopping on in just a little bit here. Um... I just realized I didn't have my little interview thing up for him. Chavanchu drops in and says, did you see Mac yelling at the refs asking for flags? He learned from the best. I would bet Belichick was in Brady's ear his entire career. Just turn towards the ref. Throw your hands up. Throw a hissy fit. What's the worst thing they're going to do? There is no flopping penalty for the NFL. Throw your hands out. And just claim you were hit, and hopefully someone gets like, oh man, safety, uh, here's a flag. That's what you gotta like hope for. That's what the Patriots play towards. There's a reason why punters and field goal kickers, when there's a gust of wind on them <laughs> as they're kicking the ball, are trained to topple over. Guess what? That's a 15 yard penalty. Quarterback should be doing the same thing. It sucks. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to see flopping. But if it was my quarterback, dude, live to fight another day. Throw your hands up. Try to get the extra 15 yards on a first down. It's the right play. It's shitty, but it's the right play. I see some people upset. Anthony. 
Uh, sorry, not Anthony. There's Anthony. We should have traded for Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith, if I'm, I didn't read the trade, but I think it was a second round pick and a fifth round pick. I would have liked that. It would have been a nice play. I think you probably displace Quincy Williams if that's the case. And how much more does Roquan Smith help us this year versus like in the future? Our our issue right now is clearly on offense. It's offensive line and it's the quarterback. So for me, I think there's probably a uh, an air of I don't want to trade for any defensive players. Now, if you're telling me like second and fifth, let's see, hashtags over there. He's saying second and a fifth for a guy who will need his fifth year option picked up. That's all right. Second and a fifth for a guy who's been playing pretty decent. I'm okay with that because now you're getting a first round pick for a second and fifth round pick. I would have made that trade. Or I would have thought about it real hard. I probably would have given him like, hey, I'll give you a second and Elijah Moore. Or I'll give you a third and Elijah Moore. It's got to be worth more than a fifth round pick. They need some targets. Help out their young quarterback. He doesn't like catching pass from Zach. Well, maybe. He's going to love catching balls from Justin Fields. Probably not. Probably not. Mario getting upset with me, saying, but you're giving two controllable contracts for a player that isn't guaranteed to sign. His fifth-year option, if I'm reading this correctly, is next year. Right? That's what it is. Let me, let me talk intelligently on this. Because I would like to believe I know what I'm talking about. All right. So he has... Did they exercise his fifth-year option? Because it would have had to have been exercised already. If they did not exercise his fifth-year option, then they need to work on a contract or determine they're going to be okay with franchise tagging him. So maybe this dude hits for agency anyway, because technically right now he's going into, or he is in, the last year of his contract. It doesn't tell me if they picked it up or not. So if you guys know, let me know in the chat. Corey Washington says only way we get into the playoffs is if Mike White plays and Zach gets benched. Zach can't do it. The wide receivers are going to want White out there instead. Yeah, I wonder, right? Like what is there a tipping point at some point? And if so, when is it that you uh, decide you're going to go? With Mike White. Salah today said, oh yeah, we're, we're going with Zach Wilson the rest of the season. Now they say that. It's not necessarily uh, ironclad. If things really come off the, the rails or Zach Wilson gets a little banged up and they're like, hey, we got to just make sure he's all right. Now Mike White comes in. Maybe we see. Uh, yeah, Mario, jump in. I texted you the link. I'm just kind of uh, hanging out. So we could, we could talk ball for the last like half hour or so. Oh, yeah, and you'll be uh, backstage until, aha, <laughs> until I have you right here. All right. Let's... 
So Mario, I see you in the back right there. You are in the green room. Uh, let me, I gotta move over to my two person panel. You'd think I'd be prepared for this and I'm just not. It's probably gonna say a different name on it. So Mario, give me a thumbs up if you're ready. Good, all right, here we go. Mario, <laughs> let me change your name. Look at you looking all Harry Pottery. I like it. Happy Halloween, my friend. How are you? I love, <laughs> now I gotta get dressed up. I'm not even like dressed up. This is my uniform. This... <laughs> yeah. How you doing? What up, uh, passengers in the cockpit? How's everybody doing tonight? Uh, dude, I think we're all a little frustrated based on yesterday's game. You got any insight for how the Jets handled everything? You know what? Here, you know what? I'm. You know how a big uh, film guy I am, and and you know behind the scenes and stuff like that. When you get a guy oh, yeah. that that comes off of the Shanahan tree, they want their running backs to be the focal point of the offense. And losing Brees Hall, I can't understand it enough how much that hurt the the, the New York Jets yesterday. You could talk about ABT. You could talk about the receiving. You could talk about the 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 play calling. The script was was not bad. The script that they came out with was not bad. It was the adjustments that were made. And you have to realize something. Comparing guys to Josh Allen, young quarterbacks especially, is almost unfair because the first two years that Josh Allen played, he was atrocious. He was playing hero ball. He tried to make every play. He tried to make every throw. But he had a guy who was an offensive coordinator in the NFL before. you know. And then when they finally traded for Stephon Diggs, that's when the turnaround happened. So I think the Jets, if anything at the trade deadline, what they need to do is they need to trade for a veteran wide receiver that could coach up and help Wilson in his development because it doesn't seem like that development's happening organically with what's going on. They just drafted a bunch of first-round receivers and threw them all with them and said, yeah, you guys will grow together. That's not really how it works now in the NFL. You either have a veteran quarterback and you give him a rookie wideout, or you have a rookie quarterback and you give him a veteran wideout, and then the mesh happens. So that's where it's tough. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, right? Because the the Buffalo Bills did that with Stefan Diggs. The Miami Dolphins did that with Tyreek Hill. Like, there's there's a little bit of yeah. uh, this going on, right? You have uh, AJ Brown going over to the Eagles. They're doing it for Jalen Hurts going into year three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe there's yeah, exactly. a situation. You pull the trigger on something like that. I think you do. I think the I think what and you you and I have talked off screen about mm-hmm. this quite a bit. The Jets nailed their draft this year. I think they're mm-hmm. trending in the right direction. If you look at the New York Jets over eight games last year, they gave up thirty one points a game. They're giving up nineteen point nine, mm-hmm. you know, this year. And it was the defense. When you have a young quarterback, like let's say I'll go back to Josh Allen again because it's fresh in my mind. His first two years, the defense was pretty solid. They didn't win any mm-hmm. games. You know what I mean? So what happened was he was turning the ball over. He was playing hero ball. He was doing all this other stuff. And it, it really wasn't working out. But then when they finally they traded for a veteran wide out and he had some time to develop in the league because he went through his lumps. I think that's what Wilson has to go through his lumps. I know people are in the chat are saying he needs to get taller. I mean, I mean it's <laughs> got to be six foot five and 250 pounds five. or whatever Josh Allen is. Yeah, but the one thing that you do is when you have a young quarterback and a really good defense playing the way that it's playing, you look at the losses for the New York Jets. Turnover margin is three to nine. Mm-hmm. You look at the wins for the New York Jets, it's nine to three. 
that is when you have a young quarterback, you can't be turning the ball over and giving extra possessions away because you don't have the offensive firepower to overcome some of that stuff. Mahomes, mm -hmm. he can do that. Allen now can do that. Some of these guys can overcome some of these turnovers that they're having. But when you're a young quarterback developing, it's hard to do that. It's very, very mm -hmm. hard to do that. We could stretch yeah, him, Randy. <laughs> it is a challenge. Yeah, we could stretch him. Yeah, we'll hang him upside down in the closet. <laughs> Grow him. <laughs> Now, for your Buffalo Bills, we got a game coming up this week. Do you think there's we any do. chance the Jets could squeak out a victory here? Do you think the Bills might be falling into a little bit of a trap game? Jets not looking great coming off the Patriot game. Maybe we're a little pissed off. Bills maybe a little tired from the Packer game. I don't know. You guys seem like juggernauts over there. Well, the thing about it is the, the Bills are already pissed off that they've already lost a division game to Miami. So that's going to mm -hmm. be playing in their minds. The, the Bills and the, and the feeling around the 716 and what's going on is the fact that they think that they're the underdogs going into games. <laughs> mm -hmm. They're not buying into the hype. I mean, when they buy yeah. into the hype, a lot of bad things happen. The, the benefit for the New York Jets is that no one is really going to give them a chance in the game, which means mm -hmm. that you have nothing to lose. When you have nothing mm -hmm. to lose, you're a very, very dangerous football team. You could throw everything at the wall and see if it sticks. You know, with, with I mean – I am more interested in seeing Gardner on Diggs. Now, I saw it in the chat a few times Ooh, when you were previewing yeah. this. They want to see Gardner on Diggs. The one thing that you're going to watch out for, and I want the passengers to watch out for during the game, mm -hmm. Diggs has been moving in the slot a lot this year to try to get him off those number one corners and try to get mm -hmm. him in some situations as far as down the seam, uh, short intermediate routes and stuff like that. So unless they decide to personally assign sauce to Diggs, um, I don't know. It's it, it's going to be a very highly competitive game because the Jets and Bills games really are. The, the, mm. the, the score doesn't matter to me. They're always very highly competitive games mm. for, for a few quarters. And then, you know, the scores get a little kind of ridiculous. But um, I think this defense I mean, is built to try and combat your offense. Like, like I really I'm looking at the corners. I saw an article released today and I should have made a video about it. Maybe I'll do one tomorrow. The PFF, and I don't take their stuff as gospel, but it's interesting nonetheless. Mm -hmm. The top 15 cornerbacks in the NFL, the Jets have three of them. Sauce yeah. at four, Reed at I think it was eight, and I think Michael Carter the second is 15th. That's the guy that just got an interception against the Patriots and had the pick six against the Pats that got called back on the late hit on Mac Jones. So, like, in the slot, I'm not too afraid of Michael Carter going up against Diggs, but I do think that Sauce would probably shadow Diggs throughout the – maybe not to the other side of the field because they trust DJ Reed, but I do think that uh, they, we've seen Sauce on Mark Andrews in the slot. I think you're going to see some weird matchups, and I think they will not try to have Diggs on, like, Michael Carter and below. Yeah, what – what bill? Uh, what uh, teams have been doing against the Buffalo Bills this year? Now I don't know. I haven't watched all the game tapes on the Jets, so I don't mm -hmm. know your deep coverage. Now I don't know how it is. You know, you like you said, the PFF grades are, have been really high. the the mm -hmm. The deep coverage for the Jets. How has that been this year? The deep because coverage the games, early. I would say early on was rough because we had uh, breakdowns in communication. LaMarcus Joyner didn't play at all last year. He was playing the nickel two years prior. So he's only just gotten back into the swing of playing safety. And he has played much better the last five weeks than he did the first three. Uh, Whitehead 
has had some mental lapse judgments or mental lapses where he has not wrapped up and he has gone for the big hit and it costs us like 50 more yards on a touchdown. So there, there are issues like that. But as far as the deep ball goes with Jordan Reed, uh, or sorry, DJ Reed and um, Sauce Gardner, there hasn't been many of them. It's It's been pretty okay. few and far between. Because the teams that have enjoyed some success against the Buffalo Bills so far this year are the ones that, A, dare them to run, mm-hmm. and B, keep everything in front of you, Let him, force Allen to throw short. Because you, you're looking mm-hmm. over the past couple of weeks, he's been able to hit deep balls, get out of the pocket, do this and that. And that's that's where the, the real damage is done by the Buffalo Bills and why they, he gets called a, jug, they call a juggernaut and this and that. But mm-hmm. if they're able to keep everything in front of them, force Allen to go to the short routes, and force them to run. Now, I love the defensive front that you guys have in, mm-hmm. in New York. I think it's great. So I think it's it's built enough to stop the run. Plus, if you keep guys in front of you and you put sauce on digs wherever he goes and you want to play 10 on 10 with everybody else, force somebody else to beat you. Make it Knox, mm-hmm. make it Davis, make somebody else beat you. We could have a very highly competitive game. Um, is it at home? You guys are they're at MetLife, right? They're at Met- yeah, it's a, it's a Jet home game this this week okay so i mean i think it could be a very highly competitive game but we had talked many times about you know the, what the jets are doing and what the bills are doing and the bills are just a little bit ahead of mm-hmm. where the jets are currently you know as far as that stuff goes so i think i would give the edge to the bills just in that respect because a little more seasoned, a little more battle tested you got a lot of guys new guys for the jets that are playing together for the first time you're not going to develop that chemistry over eight games and overnight so I think what you do is you, you put in Wilson. You have to see if this guy's your guy because the GM mm. and the quarterback are attached at the hip. Mm. You know, you got to figure out, is this your quarterback? Is this the guy that's going to win you games? Because if, if it's not, you got to hit the reset button and draft again. But if you keep playing him for this game, take him out for this game, play him for this game, you're not really getting a good evaluation of the kid. So No, it's true. And it's it's a weird it's a weird dynamic because there's the you're balancing the like oh we want to make the playoffs this year so is Flacco is White possibly a better option for the Jets right now to get into the playoffs but are you doing so at the detriment of Zach Wilson like we sort of saw Zappy in the uh, uh, Mac Jones situation last week where they pulled Mac out of the game and he's just like you know answering questions after he's like oh you know I've got to do whatever it takes to be a team player and it's the run of the mill like oh shit I don't know how to answer these questions. <laughs> um, like, do you do that to Zach or do you just say, Hey, we've been throwing it 20 times a game up until the Patriot game. You know, people are out on our side. That's going to make it harder. Zach, the game's up to you. You got to win. Like here's 40 passes a game. Let's see what you could do with it. Eight games re- left in the season, nine games left in the season. Just go wild. See what happens. Yeah. yeah what happened? And this goes back to the coordinator that you guys have. There was passing game coordinator for Shanahan. And Shanahan mm-hmm. just eats up running backs in any type mm-hmm. of system he's ever been in, whether it was Atlanta, whether it was San Francisco, he just eats running backs up. That's why you had the running backs that you had on your team. That's mm-hmm. why Brees Hall was so coveted and why mm-hmm. he was starting to to mesh in the in the Jets' offense the way he was. Now, if you look at the statistics of the first five starts that Zach Wilson had last year versus the first five starts he had this year, they're not very different. Like, it, But the difference is, he was one and four last year and he was four and one this year. Mm-hmm. So in his start. So what, what I would do is if you, and, and some of the passengers in the cockpit are not going to like to hear this, but 
if you think that the, the New York Jets are going to be competitive and make a run in the playoffs this year, you throw everything at the wall right now. You don't mm-hmm. worry about contracts in the future. You don't worry about this, that, and the third. You try to throw everything at the wall. <coughs> Excuse me. You try to get a veteran wide out for him because you lost your running back. You try to circumvent it that way. But if you think you're still making maybe a year or two away and your quarterback mm-hmm. is still developing, then you let him right out the season. You you let him take his lumps. You let him learn on the job training. Get you know, and then you go into the off season like you said at the start of the show. Fifteenth, sixteenth pick, sixteenth to twentieth is your pick, mm-hmm. and then you could start building more pieces around this kid to help him out. And, you know, I think it starts with the line. When the Buffalo Bills were able to solidify their line on both Mm -hmm. sides of the ball, that's when they started to make some difference in the NFL. But until then, I mean, Allen was running for his life. Yeah, it's frustrating for Jeff fans, too, because we drafted Elijah Vera Tucker. We drafted Makai Becton, both of which are knocked out. Becton didn't even make it to the preseason. Fant is knocked out. Mitchell, the young guy we drafted in the fourth or fifth round, playing like a really good right tackle. He gets knocked out. Dwayne Brown tears a rotator cuff, so he's playing on like a hobbled arm, but he's like all right. Like we're literally down four tackles and then our emergency guard that we put out as tackle, he's down as well. So like the left side of our line is kind of okay. Like Brown is back playing with the injury. You got Tomlinson, pro bowler last year and uh, Brown pro bowler last year. McGovern, ish top 10 to 12 to 13 center like he above average center yeah the right side of the line is what i'm afraid of i'm afraid of the the right side but like not so much that like i want to make a big move like like the conklin trade or like the tunsil trade there's some stuff that could kind of go on that would make me sort of feel that way but like i I don't know how many more resources i want to devote to the offensive line it feels like we're just getting fucking hammered with injuries. Oh, it's, you can't develop any kind of cohe- you know, cohesion in there because number one, you have you started the year at Flacco, now you have Wilson. I, mm-hmm. I don't, th- I can't remember a Jet game where you guys started the same offensive line back to back games. I think it that was goes. I think it was the not this past one, but the two before that. <laughs> I think that's oh, what it, okay. was. it was like. It was like Brown's first game when AVT slid over to right tackle, and I think it was one more oh. week of that, and then it was done. <laughs> It hurt yeah, two, but, two, two quarters in. Yeah, but when you have a young quarterback and communication along that front has to happen and you're mm-hmm. playing with different guys every week and you don't know their strengths and their weaknesses, mm-hmm. a lot of that really isn't on Wilson. I mean, everyone's talking about he's got to do this, he got to do that. What you need to do, that, and mm-hmm. this is where the veteran play caller is supposed to come in and say, listen, we're hurt on the offensive line. We're hurt up front. We're missing a lot of guys that if we had all of them – I like I like to say the Jets' season would be much different if those guys didn't get hurt. If, if yeah, the, this if, this roster is different. loaded. Like we have oh, a good God. roster. It's just it's the quarterback and like some of the the injuries that we've had. But like overall, like if you pluck any top ten quarterback and plop them onto the Jets, I think that is an instant, you know, strong competition for the AFC. I, I believe it too. And you and I, you know, you know, I've always thought thought very highly of the Jets. Like everyone likes wants to say this, that, and the third. I'm like, you guys don't know these guys are Soleil, the defensive coach. He's going to mm-hmm. first solidify that defense. That's what the easiest thing to do in NFL is solidify your defense. He's done that. He's got mm-hmm. some studs over there. Now, while the offense is trying to learn, and you got a young quarterback. You can't be flip flopping the line 
in in and out. You have AVT, you win that game. You have mm-hmm. Brees Hall, you win that game. Because it takes the pressure off of Wilson. Now, Wilson's going to take the blunt brunt of the hits, mm-hmm. no pun intended, after the game for losing because of the performance that he had. He had three picks. You know, you got, we got a lot of these stat guys that just look at the stat sheet and go, three picks, Wilson sucks. Let's get mm-hmm. rid of him. You know, and I understand that. Being a passionate fan. I mean, I was a Bills fan through the drought, for crying out loud. I know looking at <laughs> J.P. Lossman, Trent Edwards, and all these guys that were garbage, E.J. Manuel, it was awful. Mm. But they never stuck with any of those guys for a long enough time for them to develop. Now, if you stick mm. with Wilson and he develops, and he ends up being this guy that can run a Shanahan, sweet type offense mm-hmm. with solid running game, guys that can catch passes for first downs, and of a five-man uh, protection scheme that could keep bodies off of Wilson, you guys are going to make noise for the next 10 years. And it's not even it's not even a question that you guys are going to be very, very good. So it's dude, it's the, the people are panicked about Zach. That's the big thing. And I'm seeing I don't know if it's true or not, but it, it seems like the Jets are the number one defense right now. But we're the number 32 offense. <laughs> it's like, dude, that <laughs> is brutal. Like when you are that good, that good on defense and the Jets special teams, aside from yesterday, has been pretty outstanding for the majority of the season. Like. Do you make a big move at the expense of your future, possibly? Like, Aaron Rodgers is pissed off. What if the LaFleur brothers decide, hey, we're doing a swap. We're sending Rodgers out east. <laughs> He's out of conference. We're going to send Zach and two firsts over to, to uh, Green Bay. Rodgers is going to give us three years of prime football while we have this defense. Should Jeff fans I mean, do it? I don't know. I mean, Are we selling our soul? I mean, do you, I mean, I I didn't understand why Russell Wilson would want to go into a division with Patrick Mahomes. That made no sense. Uh, you know, I thought he was going to be a giant. To be all like fair and honest, I, honestly, me too. I really, I really thought he was going to go to the Giants. But then you you look at it. Why would Aaron Rodgers want to go into a division mm-hmm. with Josh Allen? You know, they want to go opposite of of, mm-hmm. of all that stuff. But I mean, to to the point that we talked about earlier with Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith. Number one, the fifth-year option was picked up, and it has to be picked mm-hmm. up at the end of the player's third year, just to give you guys yeah. a little basis of this and that. Now, do you think – now, I want to be honest. I want to ask the, the passengers in the mm-hmm. cockpit this too. Do you think that right now the Jets are where the Ravens are? I think the Jets are not because the Ravens have a quarterback and they have to make a decision on if they're going to pay that quarterback. And where the Jets are right now is we haven't, we're at the point where we're going to have to start signing guys. Like Quinnen is our first guy. We're going to have to sign this off season. We've exercised his fifth year option. He's going into his fifth year next season. The guy's been balling out this year. Um, I think the Jets are at a point where I don't think it would make sense to rely on a rookie quarterback while the rest of this team is like loaded. Like I would rather trade for a veteran and then you start getting some weird wonky conversations like, okay, do you mortgage the future to get a Lamar Jackson? Do you mortgage the future to, you know, Mm -hmm. bring in Aaron Rodgers for whatever time he's got left? If you like what you've seen from Tom Brady this year and he's a free agent next year, do you allow him to try and go against the Patriots, let Zach sit on the bench for one season behind the goat. I don't know. Like there's, there's like some tinfoil hat things that you could really do if you're the jets and it's not 
Oh, None yeah. of them. I don't love all of them. I want Zach to be the guy. Like I want him to prove to me by the end of the year, so that way we don't do something rash like that. Yeah, like like I'll say this. You're right. I mean, the Ravens have a former MVP quarterback over there that they have to figure out how they're going to pay him with a fifth year option of a thirteen million dollar uh, middle linebacker. The Jets mm-hmm. already have that problem. I mean, you're on the hook for C.J. Mosley for two more years, seventeen million base. Now we can cut has, him next year though. So he's yeah, like you have two voidable years. That's the thing about his contract. Yeah, he, two voidable years. You could prorate his bonus. You can convert some if you want to keep him, I'm saying. You can yeah, prorate yeah. his bonus to mm-hmm. or you prorate his base salary to bonus and then convert that over the next voidable years. You can mm-hmm. do that. Um and but I don't like I said, I don't think that the Jets are currently at the spot where the Ravens are to make a trade where you're trading a second and a fifth because you gotta think about it. Look at the last two or three jet drafts. Mm-hmm. Look at look at the picks that they've had. You know, and you you want to look at controllable controllable contracts that they've had be, and and the free agents they've been able to acquire because they've had those draft picks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, we got this guy, we got this guy. You got Sauce Gardner and and Brees Hall. Those are two positions for 5 years now you don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Now I mean, prior to Hall's injury, we don't know how he's going to come back from that. I hope the kid does. Mm. He's an exciting freaking player to watch. I love watching Brees Hall. I wanted him on the Bills for crying I out know. Long. I loved watching the Bills fan reactions oh, after we took him. Awful. <laughs> so I was so mad. But you look at those two positions where you now have the three three biggest uh, paid positions are the quarterback, left tackle, and corner. Those are the three biggest ones. You have two mm-hmm. of those are guys on rookie deals. So you mm-hmm. could throw money all over the place if you want. So mm-hmm. – Right now, as those guys are developing, before you have to pay them the big money, you can go and throw money at a couple other places to try to do that. So if the Jets are willing to make a move at the trade deadline, which is in a few hours, you know, it'll be tomorrow. Four o'clock, got to know. <laughs> uh, I'm so interested to see, but I don't think, uh, for me, it, if it was me, at going suffering the pains of the Bills, if the Bills would have tried to make a run in Allen's rookie year or second year, Mm-hmm. They would have sacrificed future assets that they currently mm-hmm. have on the roster now for that. And, and the biggest mm-hmm. thing was trading for Diggs. I mean, mm-hmm. they could have in that spot. Justin Jefferson was taken. Mm-hmm. Now, nobody could say if Josh Allen still develops the way he develops with Justin Jefferson because he wasn't a veteran wideout. He hadn't been in the league. You know, you mm-hmm. talk about this and that. So you you don't know. So bringing in maybe a veteran wideout or another interior offensive lineman, I think would be the best because you don't need to touch the defense right now. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Plus, you don't want deals that are extended, like mm-hmm. very far, because you do got to pay Quinn and Williams. You do have a couple of these other guys that you have to pay that are cornerstones of your offense and defense that you don't want to waste money on with a guy that's just going to be a rental. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, absolutely. You gotta you gotta figure it out. And I I don't think we exercise the option on Becton. Uh it doesn't seem like yeah. Mims is here long term. So really after Quinn, there's no one from like a drafted perspective that we'd really have to worry about until like last year's draft. Like the next guys we're gonna have to worry about resigning are gonna be guys yeah. like AVT and Maybe, probably not Elijah Moore at this point anymore. What you've heard a little bit about what's going on with him. He does. He wants a trade request. Yeah. What do you think the Jets should do with him? I think uh, a fifth, a fourth, or a fifth. Oof. I mean, if there's a guy, no, you know, now, now here, bear with me. I am before I get crucified in the chat. 
if you have a guy that's disrupting your culture in the locker room mm-hmm. and he's saying he wants to get traded, he's not a part of the program, he doesn't want to be part of the program, I would get as many resources as you could for the guy while you can get it. Now, mm-hmm. I haven't looked at his contract. I don't know how, you, how many years he has left. I don't know what's going on. But you could be without more Mims and Corey Davis, mm-hmm. but a lot more cap space to go get some veteran guys that are going to be coming up the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? What do you do in this offseason? Do you go try to go get a couple of veteran guys that are proven in the NFL? I think the loss of Crowder kind of hurt him a little bit because that was an outlet mm-hmm. that he had. Um, he's not the greatest receiver in the world, but mm-hmm. you're talking about a guy who's an outlet. I like what he does, with the, the chemistry he's developing with Conklin in there a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, um, they look good together. They do. They do. And then there are just some throws, honestly. when I, uh, The Bills played, obviously, last night, so I got to watch the Jet game. You know, mm-hmm. and I was sitting there, I was watching him. Okay, I'm, I'm going through it. There are throws that he's just missing mm-hmm. that would have flipped that game right on its head, even without AVT and without Brees Hall. So mm-hmm. I think the, fu- the future is bright if they're willing to stay with him. Now, you got to know if you go and get another quarterback, you either you draft it or you hit it in, in free agency or you pick up a guy or you trade a guy, you smacking that reset button. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have. He's got to come in. He's got to learn the system. He's got to do this, that, and the in the third. So it's it's one of those things where me as a Bills fan, you as a Jet fan, we've hit the reset button too many freaking times to go through it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just so. like force, just let it. Like he's gonna get better. He's gonna get the uh, you know work all the bugs out this year. He's gonna get like, and then we're gonna hit the ground running next year. We're not even gonna worry about it. He's just gonna he's gonna do the Josh Allen thing year three. That's what. <laughs> I hear from Jeff fans all the time. He's doing the Josh Allen thing. Like, don't worry. Look at Josh Allen's 18th game compared to Zach Wilson's 18th game. I was like, ah, get out of here. <laughs> like, it's not <laughs> not realistic to look at that sort of thing. Yeah, the guys that got to really be worried are not really, you know, you look at some of the quarterback play that's going on in the NFL right now. I mean, look at Justin mm-hmm. Herbert. Trey Lance got hurt. Mm-hmm. You you know you look around the league. Justin Fields. I mean, at one point, Cooper Cup had more receptions than Justin Fields had attempts. Yeah. <laughs> How is that developing a quarterback ever mm-hmm. in the NFL? You know, it's Russell Wilson, who's a Super Bowl champion and a veteran. Is that dude is out there? I mean, mm-hmm. that dude is a riddle wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in a mystery. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on with that guy. Geno Smith, everybody. Geno Smith is in the in the chat. That guy, he's a free he agent kno- next year. He's he coming back to New York. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I don't think he. But that's that's like there's a guy that's like, listen, I don't have many chances left. Mm-hmm. They're actually, I'm letting it rip this year. You know what I mean? You don't have to worry about losing your job because you know you were a mm-hmm. backup for so long. But if you look around the league, there is atrocious quarterback play all over the place, and mm-hmm. there are guys that are paying a lot of money. Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, mm. they're paying a lot of money for this horrendous quarterback play. So you got a guy in the rookie deal who is playing either at par or just a little mm. bit lower than some of these guys that are making $140, $200 million. And you're like, the Jets have a better record than the, the Packers, and they beat the Packers. That guy's mm. making $275 million. How do you think the <laughs> Packers feel right now? You know, about Rodgers is, is going to go in the Hall of Fame. We all know that. But he's yeah. playing like absolute dog water. So, Dude, it could brutal. be worse. 
It, it, could, it be could be worse. It's like, okay, you could be paying for bad quarterback play, but what if we could pay for good quarterback play, right? Like that's, it's the look grass is always yeah. greener. It's, it's, oh, it's yeah. okay. Well, well, Zach is this right now, but look at what those guys are over there. <laughs> like, let's see what that tastes like. I want to get a little, little bit of that. And then you, you know, the, but like you said, like if you had mortgaged away the Bills' future to try and win while the Bills were, you know, on the up and up, and you weren't sure what you had in Josh Allen, I remember you coming onto this show before year three of Josh Allen, and I was just ripping you a new one. I was like, he's not a big quarterback. Like Sam Darnold's gonna, he's such a better passer. Allen's a better runner. And then year three happens, and Sam Darnold's no longer playing football, and Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the league. So, like, what the hell do I know about football? But, dude, you just can't give up on your guy, right? You got to – sometimes you got to sink no, or swim, and you got to sort no. of live the yeah, whole I, draft pick out. I think it's so unfair that they compare all of these young quarterbacks to Allen's first two years. Now, what they don't realize mm-hmm. is that the development that happened with him, along with acquiring Stephon Diggs, mm-hmm. if they don't get Diggs, Allen doesn't make that jump. If mm-hmm. he doesn't have the faith in in the system in him, you know what I mean, with the with the organization, like listen, you're the dude. We're not going mm-hmm. to get anybody else. This is it. And he was able to relax a little bit. I mean, we have to remember the first year that Josh Allen played, he was throwing to Zay Jones, Kelvin Benjamin, and uh, Robert Foster. Mm-hmm. Zay Jones is in Jacksonville. Robert Foster's mm-hmm. on the Giants practice squad, and Kelvin Benjamin is probably at a buffet. <laughs> so we have to kind of take all this stuff with a grain of salt. Who is Zach Wilson throwing to? He's throwing to Mims, who hasn't really panned out. You're throwing to Corey Davis, which you paid a ton of money for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're just, it's like bubble, uh, you know, it's duct tape and bubble gum. So it's. See, I like, I like, I think Garrett Wilson's going to be legit. I think uh, Elijah Moore is really good. I just, I don't know why they're not giving him the ball at all. Like if it's more of like out of spite at this point than anything else, yeah, Corey Davis that. has been Zach Wilson's favorite receiver for the last two years. And that's, you know, kind of, I don't want to say a little bit of a problem, but it's a little bit of a problem. Like you want to see him create a little bit more chemistry with Elijah Moore with Garrett Wilson and like Garrett Wilson, you look at him and it's like, okay, he looks like he's going to be legit. Like I do like where Garrett Wilson is and he could be our receiver. Like our version of getting digs could have been getting Garrett Wilson, but this offense, they want to run the ball. They want Brees Hall to be the guy. Michael Carter is a strong second running back, but you know, what is James Robinson going to be now that we brought him in the tight ends? They like Conklin. They like Uzoma. They want to run through the tight ends. So now you're talking your wide receivers. You know, if you're already looking at Corey Davis and Garrett Wilson as your top two, you want to run through the running backs. That's running back one and two. And then you want to go through the tight ends. That's tight end one and two. That's six options before you get to your third wide receiver, who Zach loves in Braxton Barrios. So where does that leave Elijah Moore <laughs> and like anyone else? I know, like, right? It's a weird, weird spot we're in. If you try to make a, if you, <laughs> if you try to make a comparison, of where the guy came from, because that maybe that'll help everybody. He's like the green bean of the Bills, blue beans, blue beans. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. It's a compliment. That's I like funny. it. Um, so here's what I want to say: is like here's a guy who came from. Wow, I just said here's a guy. You know, shoot me, Chris Collinsworth. Anyway, um, <laughs> you, you're talking about a coordinator that came off of the Shanahan tree. Now Shanahan at one point had Tony Gonzalez, Tevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman, and Julio Jones in his offense. Mm-hmm. That's when the offense was at its peak in mm-hmm. Atlanta. 
And then he tried to recreate that. What does he have in San Francisco? Oh, he has multiple running backs, George Kittle, and you know, you know, he tries to get a stud wide out. Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel. And then you try to transfer that over to the Jets currently. Now I want you to San Francisco has struggled to the point where they traded some of their future away for CMC, who still mm-hmm. costs thirty six million dollars, mind you. So you look at that. At what position do they compare to any of those two teams? Mm-hmm. You know, at all. Now you're going to have Brees Hall. I mean, the dual the dual running backs. You know, with Michael Carter and Brees Hall there before his injury, they were, he was trying to turn that into a Devontae Smith or uh, Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman type situation. He did. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to bring James Robinson, who's going to be a stud. You know, I think he's really going to be a stud. I really like what he what he does. But you don't have that wide out that's going to take attention away from the run game, which is what you want to do. And I think that's the biggest thing. So, and, and, and the biggest thing, even before that, I'm a big interior offensive lineman guy. I am huge on that. You don't solidify that. It don't matter who's in the backfield, who's the quarterback, who's running the routes. It does not matter. So I think you need that. What that's at the trade deadline. If I was the, if I was Douglas, I'd be sitting there and going, Hmm, who can I poach? for a lineman that's going to be cheap mm. or if we're going to go in the draft in that position okay that's number one number two i'm gonna say listen what wide receiver is kind of you know you know in his 30s veteran guy that i could stick in a film room with zach wilson and help him grow a little bit mm. and you don't know who that's going to be but there are plenty of receivers out there that do not have jobs that would happily take a two-year four million dollar deal to just to still play and, mm. and wait, you're gonna send me to New York? That's what the allure is of New. I'm gonna yeah, go to New York City. Hell yeah, I'll go up there. So, um, so that that would be my take on that. I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, hammer on Wilson too much because mm. I've seen this story play out before. <laughs> you got a young quarterback. You see the bad quarterbacks come through. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, but your defense is is legit. I love watching that Jets defense play, dude. Dude, if so we can fun. just not turn the ball over and you allow the defense to win you some games, like Zach Wilson literally just, I don't know. I There's throws he made yesterday that I was so impressed with. And I was like, wow, he got that ball there in a hurry. But it's like those three interceptions. You go back and you watch them and you're like, okay, bad interceptions. Anytime you see him, you turn the ball over, you give an extra position, possessions to the other team. Like, I don't know if the Jets are sitting as pretty at other points that game with someone else at quarterback. Like, it's it's a weird mm-hmm. devil's advocate. And I think Mike White is sort of the, the quarterback that some people are looking at and they're saying, all right, well, you know, we used the tag on him. He's two and a half million dollars. He did all right. Like, we literally needed him to look bad against you guys to justify pulling him out last year because we were going to run into a situation where this, you know, guy is better than our number two overall pick. Do the Jets possibly take a look at him at some point i don't know i i just i don't know the right answer i just want zach to figure out it feels like he's got the yips that's what i'm hoping it is listen 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 to me very carefully (laughs) the jets are not the colts the Mm. jets are not the commanders the Mm. jets are not even the patriots because that is eventually going to blow up in their face i don't care what happens sunday that's going to blow up Mm. in their face when you have two you have none so, I, I, you know, the one thing I did want to get 
from you was what's your uh, why are you against Flacco? Why don't you like Flacco at all? I don't think there's any upside in Flacco at this point. He's fine as a backup like, oh, Zach's out for two games. We have a veteran that can come in and he might be able to win you a game or two or keep it close enough where the defense and special teams can win. Like I, I like Flacco's fine. He is the um he is the what do I want to say? He's the vanilla ice cream of hey, let's go out and get ice cream. Like he's there, he's available, he's at every, you know, you, you, you can't go wrong. But like I want a twist <laughs> with some rainbow sprinkles and and Zach is the sprinkles. I just want the extra <laughs> No yeah. talent wrapped around him. I don't know. Like the 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 physical specimen that is Zach is so exciting because he's so fast because he's got such a strong arm. But it's the it's what's between the ears that I think people are so concerned about. And Flacco has that. Mike White appears to have that. Like Mike White doesn't have yeah. the the wow factor. Like he's gonna throw everything within ten yards of the line of scrimmage and let his playmakers make the plays. But you could argue maybe that's what this team needs. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I, it, I, I, my, my follow up to that was going to be, and I know we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, what could is there anything that Wilson could learn from Flacco as being an ex, you know, Super Bowl winning quarterback? Mm-hmm. Is there anything that he could learn? Because if you if you're mailing in the season, I, mm-hmm. I, I feel if you start White, you're mailing it in. If you start Flacco, you're mailing it in. I think if you start mm-hmm. Wilson, you, the, the like you said, the dynamic of the ability of the kid. Mm-hmm. can get you out of some trouble. Like everyone's talking about well, Wilson just one reading out. Hey, 2018 Josh Allen was one re- one read and I'm going to start running everywhere. Mm-hmm. To the point where it got him hurt. So I'd know, like to see upsetting. Zach run a little bit more. I want to see him use his legs. I know he's not not Josh Allen so he's not going to be able to take the hits that Allen does. But yeah, if he can get out of bounds, if he could slide, like he is dangerous with his legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's I mean, and that's that's the decision that the the Jets brass has to make moving forward. Mm-hmm. If like, hey, we're five and three, did they expect to be five and three at this point? If mm-hmm. they go into the bye week five and four, you're still a winning football team mm-hmm. uh, with a loss to the Buffalo Bills, and it's, there's no shame in losing to the Bills because everyone has picked them, and I, I get sick mm-hmm. of it. Really, sometimes it's like I wish I could guys, get sick of my Jets being picked as victors. <laughs> oh, you son of a God. bitch, <laughs> dude. Well, no, I mean you know as well as I do. This pod, the podcast hashtag sports uh, mm-hmm. on YouTube, guys. No, I got you. That's the plug. No, the there hashtag sports. We've been we've been covering the Bills since they were like three and thirteen and shit. It was mm-hmm. awful. Like it's not fun covering a losing football team when in December you're thinking about draft picks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, oh, dude, we've like been there said, in October. You know, yeah, I know. <laughs> but I, you know what, Ryan, I do want to. I want to thank you for allowing me to come on. We could talk a little Hell Jets yeah. Bills, and obviously, maybe we'll talk a little bit uh, post game with you um, for the Jets and the Bills. We'll work that out. I want you to have a fun trip to this week. Thank and, you, thank uh, you. So the passengers in the cockpit, thank you for being so nice to me, guys. I usually get torched <laughs> when I'm in here, but uh, it was always it's always a pleasure to talk with you, Ryan. Man. Love it. Guys, Mario from Hashtag Sports, great Buffalo Bills channel. Check them out. We started around the same time, and I was sitting there riding. They were doing videos in their car, and I'm sitting there. I'm watching them in the car, I, like, <laughs> between Mario and all the guys over there. Just awesome. Awesome dudes all the way around. Great takes. Got to go check them out. So Mario over at Hashtag Sports. Mario over at Hashtag Sports. Make sure you check them out. 
Uh, boys and girls, we have reached the end of our call-in show. It's been a lot of fun. and got a few of your takes. I want to hear your thoughts in the comments section down below. I'll be back here tomorrow night with Green Bean O'Leary for the Talking Jets panel. So make sure you're here. I want to hear your thoughts on everything down below. Boys and girls, this is Ryan signing off. J-E-T-S!